Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 38. So, what happens when four white guys walk into a hotel room on the wrong side of town? <laughs> we're on the... <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or are we barely on the right we're, side we're of the barely. tracks? We're barely. We're on the right side of the We're like on the tracks. Yeah, right on it, yeah. Stone's throw. We'll figure it out through the podcast, though, I'm sure. All right, so today we're going to be... Uh, we don't have the whole mic situation figured out. But we got Corey and Thomas from VTG or VTS, excuse me. I tried to like combine them. Yeah, VTG. Hostile takeover. It's a hostile takeover right here. And then uh, guest instructor Shane, and we'll get into canine stuff um, a little later. But we're going to start with Corey just catching up with what's going on with Valkyrie. You were showing me the website earlier. We're, you know, we are gathered here today for y'all's third canine class in the last two years. Yes. Just. It needs to be more frequent. Y'all are getting there with that. Yeah, that's what uh, Shane's <laughs> going to talk about that more when it um, comes time for it. But Pass yeah, it's, the mic later. It's been, uh, our last one that we did was, um, was we sold out, right? We sold all the spots. It was pretty big. You know, news came out. It's kind of a big deal, you know, just a, you know, American winning machine kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's a pretty big thing. And I'm not going to steal that from Shane. But I mean, just recently, since the last podcast we were on, um, Kind of took a took a little bit of time, took some focus on the uh, 9/11 memorial. Thomas did with uh, Greenville, and I think y'all talked about it on your last podcast, maybe Thomas. Y'all, we, we, yeah, and, yeah. I'm uh, not sure if we hit the climb specifically, but it's something y'all do in the Greenville area year yeah, yearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that, t- that took a lot of focus, took a lot of time. Yeah, it took a lot, it took a lot to go, but um, um. Uh, you, uh, it was a huge success. You were showing me the numbers, and I mean, they, they raised a lot of money. I mean, competing with big level names too, with the uh, with the turnout and the sponsors and the amount of money that was raised from it. So it was an awesome turnout. Thomas always does a really good job with it. Four good calls. Um, we don't do enough stuff like that in South Carolina, so it's a it's a good thing. Um, well, yeah, like you said, we updated the website. We got a pretty cool new uh, pretty cool new website. I am obsessed with it. We have an app. I'm still figuring it out. Because when you first got it, you were you were kind of bitching. Like, low-key, you were kind of bitching. About oh, it. I was. I was like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So I watched some YouTube. And, um, yeah, I uh, watched a lot of YouTube, actually. And I mean, you got it where it's like playing a little video on the home screen. Yeah, man. You pop up and chat to people. It gives you alerts when it's from different parts of the country. Yeah, and uh, we got an app. I'm still, like I said, I'm still figuring which that I, out. Yeah, but which I think is crazy. Yeah, it's like, wild how does that to even, me. It's, I don't even know how that works. I don't know. I didn't even know we were going to get an app. I bought the website, and they were like, hey, here's an app. You know, you can do this. And I was like, I do now. So uh, we're going to do a live. It was pretty cool. Like, I mean, you're looking at it right here. But you can, um, you can <laughs> chat with us online and come straight to our cell phones. We can see it all. Um, when you send us, instead of sending us emails and we have to go check the email, it comes straight to our phone like a text message uh, through the app, the owner app. And it's pretty cool. It's, uh, we're hoping to make it more uh, user-friendly. We want to create like a community with it. So like Facebook, but not Facebook. Um, right. But Well, I mean, that's a big move for everybody even like outside of the business realm it's just like we're over facebook yeah i mean everybody's over facebook and apparently uh I mean, it facebook, crashed the other day i was about to say facebook got sold to the government because it shut down so. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, we we want to we have the ability to and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to set it up you can create a membership like a login password and basically you can go on there create a profile and chat with people um 
like-minded conversations, yeah. you know, stuff like that we normally would talk about. And I know Thomas has talked about it. You've talked about it on Instagram and things like that. Like they moderate based on hashtags and, and keywords that we just post about, um, you know, third amendment and guns and, and different various things. Yeah. They'll like throttle you down for that. And then what's the one we always joke about where it's like, if I put veteran or military owner or whatever, it's always like, uh, somebody will comment in there and be like, uh, promote your shit at oh, yeah. Military Blaze yeah. HQ or whatever. Uh, we're like, we're like, yeah, how about promotion. you do it for me? And I just heart them every time. <laughs> DM for promotion. Yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. misspelled. Oh, yeah, it's always misspelled. Yeah, something's fucked up. But like, you won't have to worry about uh, that in our um, in our forum. And it's... Um, so is it just... Uh, is it like a video forum? Like, I know we did a... Uh, what was the Zoom kind so we, of roundtable? So we can do that. So which we can I was a do that. Big fan of. Yeah, I, it's a huge fan. Which yeah. I bug y'all about all the time. I'm because yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing where it's like, yo, guaranteed roundtable a month. Yeah, like I, I like that idea. Whatever been, the frequency is, just depends yeah. on the the demand, but. Well, we'll have the option to be able to do. So, that I mean, how many the people? Too. How many people are moving to just that kind of style? Just for work obviously none of us because of the nature of the business but i mean so many people regular I mean, even like now regular that, people yeah, new thing, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. huge yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and uh i mean so many educational platforms are moving in that too mm-hmm. like uh you you never saw it before you you know you always had to go somewhere and in person well you can virtually uh well, like better word. i didn't like doing it i don't know if like just the platform forms just weren't there yet when i was growing up but i was like Cause I know, like in South Carolina, we used uh, Blackboard. Yeah. Oh, Blackboard, Blackboard has come so far since then, yeah. especially with COVID. Yeah. And they had uh, the military contracts Blackboard now. That's what they do all there. Yeah. I just remember. There. I just like didn't like it, and they the uh, because you weren't in the classroom and it wasn't like in person interaction. They were like overloading the material, mm-hmm. so you ended up doing like twice as much material than you would inside the classroom. You're like, oh well, can't keep track of them, so they just fucking front load all yeah. the work. So it just ended up being twice as much busy work and not actually good material. Well, so that's not, I mean, that's the thing. So like we can, we'll be able through the website to be able to host those, uh, those seminars. So once you create an account, like you can come in and we'll be able to do the webinars, um, Zoom style, because most people know the popular platform of Zoom, mm-hmm. be able to do that. But the biggest part that I like about it is we'll be able to create a community and we'll be able to create groups inside of the community. So, and by groups, I mean like, you know, you took a you took a TECC class from us at one point, so we can pop you into a TECC alumni, where maybe that's what you care about with somebody else that took that's, um, you know, maybe they took Master Breacher, but they don't have anything to do with medicine. I don't have to send like alerts for updates to guidelines to everybody. I can send them to specific groups, and so you'll be able to get tailored to you what you want. You'll be able to opt in, opt out, things like that. There's a lot coming with the website. I just gotta figure some more things out and how it goes but right now main thing is is bear with me um sometimes you know i accidentally deleted the entire site the other day it was fun um <laughs> i like click i was like publish and it was like your site no longer exists i was like oh no undo 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 and i freaked out for about five seconds till my internet caught back up because i live in the middle of nowhere and um but the biggest thing right now is we want people to go to the website uh explore the website use the website we're opening up our shop on there. We're going to start selling. Um, you know, we're trying to move away from 
different third-party platforms to sell things and do it all under one umbrella. And so just go on there, just explore, create create a user account, uh, put your email in there, stay up with the updates. Um, I send out the emails. I promise you, I'm not blasting like every day. Like you know, hey, come buy this, come buy this. I'm just sending out updates. Like hey, you know, we got this class coming up, or hey, this is what we're doing with the mm -hmm. website kind of thing. Are you interested? But um, the only way I can see what I need to do is based off of um, you know user engagement. But I think that's enough about the website. But it's pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, there's also um, a page on there moving forward what we're talking about is the SWAT competition Tom's going to talk more about that in a little bit so that's the big plan right now um, what we've been planning for and get ready for besides the uh, the K9 TCC class that we're teaching right now we got a couple of uh, TCC classes uh, in between now and the end of November when we do the SWAT competition so that's just uh, you know Taking time to be with the families during the summer too. It's always a big thing that's kind of, you know, just, you know, dealing with families, teaching some classes, you know, making websites. Yeah. What's, um, what's been kind of your role or maybe not even just a role, but just kind of like supplementing with helping with the canine stuff? Uh, so I move equipment around. Um, I carried in some dogs today. The class and, um, Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. And uh, took some pictures. I uh, walked around a lot. I handed out some business cards, and I made a joke or two in the morning. And, Just uh, two, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's Shit. all the time I have before I start walking around. They, they yeah. start class. Cause, yeah. You know, two-notch, man. Traffic in the morning is terrible. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – so – I, I want to start being involved more, uh, but this is uh, this is Shane and Andrew's baby, and I don't I don't want to step into their their world. I want to learn and be available if they need my help, which is kind of what I'm doing more observing, kind of kicking back and and just watching, observing, and helping where where needed. Because uh, like I said, that's their baby. Um, but if they need me, I'll be able to help them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, equipment bitch. Um, I dug through. Uh, Dug through about seven boxes this morning looking for the uh, the tablecloth, and Thomas walks into the trailer and is like, hey, man, did you check this box? And I'm like, yeah, I did, and he pulls uh, the tablecloth right out of it. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, and... Uh, just scatterbrain med guy. Just... Oh, yeah, always. You know, the Adderall hadn't kicked in legal, by the way, doctor prescribed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the coffee had set in, but that was about it. And uh, so then I walked around with uh, one of the little canines on my back for a while. And by canines, you mean the little little dolls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're really comfy, too, by the way. I don't know if you've ever felt one. <laughs> but if you put one around your neck, comfortable. Way, way more comfortable than carrying my uh, four-year-old yeah, child around. You can't around. wear a regular canine. My my roommate and best friend just got a new, uh, a new German. Uh, he is a motherfucker. I've never met a puppy like that in my life. He is a son of a bitch. Like, he'll be, like, super sweet, one, and then just the gator mouth, just... Sour Patch Kid. Holy shit! You know, I'm not saying he's a bad dog, but that's a lot of. That's a lot of puppy. That's a lot of puppy. Yeah. You know that first part. And he's already said, like. 10, 12, maybe like twelve to fifteen weeks. Oh jeez. And he's like, you know, rivaling the size of my dog. I mean, I have a Brittany Spaniel, so nothing crazy. But he's like yeah. thirty to forty pounds, and he's like already that big. You're like Jesus Christ, man. You're gonna be huge. Yeah, like you're gonna be. Yeah, I, think, I think my dog, I think uh, Bella would have to disagree with you. She feels like she can be carried around that way. And if she's <laughs> not, then uh, something's wrong. 
she's kind of dog. You'll be sitting in the recliner and you, you get up in your lap and then she'll just get closer and she'll just put her face up against yours. And if you don't pet her, she'll just love start me. pushing. Love Just me. start pushing. She's overly pushy with her love. <laughs> and, uh, she was a rescue. but uh, the, Boom. There's your problem. That was it. I'm telling you. And <sighs> She's so loving. She's so loving. Gosh, she's so loving. She's such a good dog, though. Fucking rescues, dude. But yeah, um, I mean that's that's what we've been up to with uh, VTS. Just uh, like I said the family time. Tom's working hard on the uh, 9/11 uh, memorial walk, and yeah, we'll get into that. And uh, stair climb, and now we're getting into a uh, couple of TCC classes, and big boy coming up is a SWAT competition. That's gonna yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So Tom's talk more about that in a yeah. little bit. We can get to that. We can get to that. Or if you want to pass the mic. We'll get into the I'm gonna meat. pass the reins on over yeah. to uh, get Mr. To the, get Mr. To the, Shane Himes. Get to the meat and potatoes of this. I'm gonna play with the website some while you talk. Just diddle with it. Yeah, diddle with it. <laughs> I'm good at it. I've done it a few times. All right, Shane. This is your first time on here. Uh, you're just another. I say you're just another one of those guys. But like, there's a lot of people that I like, kind of, sort of meet from the side. But then we never, like. You answered the door, and I was like, "Oh, what's up, motherfucker?" Or like, yeah. "Freeze!" Or I whatever, like a girl, right? whatever yeah. it was, whatever it was. I was like, "Oh, there you, Thomas." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but just give um, a little background. You don't have to. You can go into it as much or as little as you want. Um, I mean, really, the it all revolves around kind of this class and why it's such a big. I mean, y'all are spearheading some serious shit. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm thankful to be where I'm at right now, and especially with you know um, Valkyrie Tactical Solutions. Um, so it all started. Um, I'm a fireman, right? It seems typical that you have just firemen on on your show. It's kind of interesting, but typical yeah, um, we're interesting people. Um, but so I've been a fireman about ten years, um, and uh, uh, I'm an engineer paramedic. Uh, so I, I drive and operate uh, a rescue company, and so that's pretty cool. Um, in addition to that, I'm on I'm on SWAT for my agency and uh, as a medic for them. And I've been doing that about five years. Um, so you're with one of those departments that does the the like the joint fire EMS. Exactly. So I don't transport. Like thank goodness, um, <clears throat> which is great. I get to do all the cool stuff and then pass them on. Or if it's mm-hmm. BS, I just like don't even have to deal with it really. And so it's been. I hate you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's really nice. Um, we get to we get to play and do some fun things. Um, but I mean, in addition to that, it's really cool because we get to send like medics on all different scales, like we're, with technical rescue, hazmat, and stuff like that. So it, it's really cool. Uh, we're a pretty medic-heavy uh, agency, and so you know, being on SWAT and stuff like that, we ended up having uh, one of our canines get injured, Canine Arco, and uh, he fell from a three-story. Uh, training tower that we have broke three of his legs all this stuff and it was just an absolute shit show um, by all sides you know and it's not you know it's not on the handlers the veterinary care but there was just there was a lot of things that we learned and took back from it that like eventually Andrew Scott who was on there uh, who was there came to me uh, as one of the SWAT medics and, it, and it's funny because it was the day me and him were both working a uh, an event for the uh, eclipse in like 2016 or something like that, the solar yeah. eclipse. Mm-hmm. And so um, he came to me and he's like, "Hey, you're one of our SWAT medics, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he and he goes, um, "You know, what can you do about dogs?" And I was like, "Well, I have no idea. Um, like, what do you have?" And 
And so from that, um, he told me about, you know, the story with Arco and everything like that. And we just started picking it apart and we round robined it. And here it's blossomed into, into, you know, we were just talking about, you know, so far and as of this weekend and as of this course, we've, over the past two years, we've taught 71 people uh, in the state of South Carolina uh, canine medicine. So it's been, it's been pretty awesome. Well, I mean, even in South Carolina, I mean, there's people that came out of South, is that including yeah, the people yeah. that came from out of state. Right. That's just, yeah, that is well. That's just so, your total student number. Yeah, and our furthest coming from like Jersey. a total certain number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and we're doing big things. You know, we, we've got standing orders in place to where there's nothing that I can do for a human that I can't do for a dog at this point. And so when it comes to trauma care, uh, especially. And so, um, and having that, you know, uh, even the way not only in the state of South Carolina but like nationally you know it's, it's unheard of and so to have this caliber of program and push it forward and have the, the support from all parties involved and including the state officials uh, you know it's it's pretty awesome and we're fortunate to have something like that whereas like for example we had somebody from New Jersey and they're like like <laughs> I like to put the laws in the front of my program and it's like um, you know, we're looking at the Good Samaritan laws when treating animals in, in New Jersey and the blanket statements like only veterinarians can treat dogs, period. Like that's it. And so like, unfortunately, their hands are tied. And, and so like, where do we go from here? And there's some awesome people out there in, in, in the in the veterinarian and canine community that are pushing it forward. But like, uh, you know, we're fortunate in the state of South Carolina. We had people from Georgia as well. So we're looking at their laws, but they're those are similar to ours to where it's kind of blanketed and generic and lets us play in a lot of fun ways. And when I went to the state veterinary board to make sure that this was possible, you know, they were all about it. So it's, it's super awesome. All right. First, what, um, how are y'all doing spearheading, like getting it like state certified, maybe like through the Academy here in South Carolina or however you would try to do that with other states? Um, cause I mean, you can, I mean, there's nothing that, <clears throat> it's one of those things where just like if you get it backed up by the state or whatever academy it just kind of like bolsters the credibility because you can I mean yeah. nothing stops you from teaching the course but it's like well yeah and so we're super on board with DHEC in the sense that you know we had we had good ties and, and before I went to the state veterinary board I was like I went to the went to the uh, the, the bureau chief of, of EMS for DHEC and was like hey you know, I need some firepower in this to make sure it goes successful. And so they're 100% on board. Um, I don't know if any legislation is going to come further. They uh, they have some some stuff in the in the doc or in state law. Um, nothing too specific, which is good in a sense. But also, I, I agree that there needs to be some more action. And unfortunately, it takes so long to make happen. Uh, it's kind of hard to figure out where to start. But where we're at right now. Making a is, difference one person at a time. Yeah, we're making a difference one person at a time for sure. And so, like, literally, where, where we're at right now, and we just added this bulk, and I just wrote tons of articles on it, not only speaking to, to handlers, but also to medics, and how to, like, even if they don't attend our courses yet, like, how do they take that first step? And so, I'm fortunate um, it's going to be published in Police Canine Magazine uh, in mm. this month, actually, which is, which is awesome. But to get out and, like, even, you know, no-cost things that they can do, nationally to just like hey go meet with your vet go meet with where you're gonna take your dog and say you know what are your plans 
like, you know, even down to like, what door should I come in so I'm not like stepping over Karen with her like little shih tzu, you know what I mean? Like I'm coming in with a police dog that's injured. I need to know where to come to. I'm gonna let you know that I'm coming. Right. Like, what do I need to do to make this happen, yeah. you know, the right way? Cause I mean, there's even uh, some people that I've ran into, um, I mean, South Carolina, everybody's got all kind of something they have, you know, I, I, I work in a very, uh, horse heavy kind of community yeah. and there's a couple of those across the state yeah um so like horses dogs and they'll be like say some animal will be hurt um i remember the last smaller municipalities to work for and we were dealing we were dealing with a dog and um they're like oh well can you can you take them to the hospital i was like no, no. like yeah. they're gonna have no idea right um and, and that was just a situation I did, you know, just one random situation I had to deal with as a cop where it's like they expect me to have a fucking answer. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, I don't have an answer for a, do for a dog that right. got hit by a car on the side of the road. Exactly. I mean, I know that's kind of dumbed down and simplified compared to some of the, I mean, the elite pieces of equipment that a canine is. Right. Um, and so that's, uh, that's the main focus on this is just like protecting your investment. You know, and, and the number one thing... Because people I'm, that don't know... Dogs are fucked. A trained animal is expensive. Yes, and they are impressive. Like it's like in, it's a police dog, or even even, I mean, around here, fucking bird dogs. I mean, you buy oh, a absolutely. full you buy a full trained, fucking you know, a German short haired, a, a Boykin, something like thirty, forty grand. Right. I mean, we're beating prices for horses at this point. Exactly. Like, and you and you know which just is crazy. You know just as well as I do, like. And it's funny because I've been calling out like SWAT medics on this because I am one and I'm allowed to. And and so, um, you know, a dog used correctly in law enforcement tactics is going to get injured before any human. So it's up to us as SWAT medics. Like if, if you are a SWAT medic and you're not looking at canine medicine, like you're just nothing more than a glor glorified water boy in my mind. Because if used correctly, those dogs are going to get injured way before that. And it's up to us to make, make sure that we protect our investments. I know they're a tool, but they are family members and everything like that so we gotta we gotta help them out yeah i've definitely seen uh i don't know what i don't know what y'all are seeing because y'all are obviously uh like more on the front line with paying attention to um you know just emergency situations that happen with these canines but i feel like they're getting are they getting hurt more is it just in the news more is it just i've been seeing a lot of heat a lot of stories of like heat casualties yeah well, so heat is. Um, like I don't know the, if I'm just more aware of it yeah. or if it's actually going up. Well, and so a couple of things. Like in the state of South Carolina, heat is the number one killer of police dogs. Like, and, and I can show you that um, statistically. But on the same token, like, and I was we, I was actually talking about this today in class. Like, cause I, I reference a lot of statistics because we we got to know where where to begin and where to and where to go from here. So like, as you're looking at this stuff, like. Yes, it's becoming more prevalent, but also canine use is becoming more prevalent as well. Like more and more people are hopping on it. Some people are hopping off of it, which is kind of dumb in my opinion. But at the same time, like as you look from years past and that and that graph showing that canine injuries are going up and they're kind of dipping down and whatnot, like you have to look at several different factors on, okay, now people are actually starting to use them for what they're worth. And like how long has the canine unit, you know, been around, you know, I guess in the grand scheme. Yeah, because I think 
is what I've been seeing is people are using, I don't know what this can lead to with them getting hurt or overuse or use them wrong or whatever, a lot of multi-purpose dogs. Right. Yeah, what, what does that what does that have to do? Because I mean, you got one that's like, hey, they can sniff a little bit and they can bite a little bit. Right. Um, where you know, I th- you know, you kind of think of, um, I mean, if you pay attention to law enforcement history, or if you're just a, you know, a fucking simpleton that just goes off of movies, I'm just a fireman. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> like you, but I mean, back in the day, you always think of bloodhounds. Right. Yeah. Like well, back in the day. I mean, let's say like pre. When did you start seeing like twenty-year dogs? So like pre like the '60s, because that's when you okay. first really started seeing twenty-year dogs for stuff, right? So before that, it was all floppy tracking. Right. So the first ever, the first ever police dogs that were used in the United States. Um, I just wrote a paper in uh, Carolina Fire Rescue Journal, and I actually researched that. And you know what they were used for? The funny part was, so it was in uh, New York was the first one. They actually got them from England. And they, uh, <laughs> they so they used them. They would turn them loose at nighttime, and all they did was chase people home that were on the streets. And that's what a uh, police canine was used for: is to chase people to keep them in their homes. <laughs> what time, time, what time frame oh, is God, this? this is like early 1900s, like late 1800s, early 1900s. <laughs> they would turn them loose at night, and they would just chase. Because they're trying to around. check, they're because, trying to get Jack the Ripper, bro. Yeah, you <laughs> like, were out past nine o'clock back in the early days. You were up to no good. Psycho like mom said, "There's nothing open after ten o'clock. That's good. All right. Church closes at eight thirty, and that's when we should be home. Okay." <laughs> You done? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm back on the website is what he is. Yeah. I, I was just telling you. I'm, I'm sorry. And the right. random idea. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. Sorry, it's, uh, the rebel, man. Yeah. Rebel, go Adderall. Yeah, go back to the computer, nerd. I got it. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick to it. I got it. But, I mean, that is funny, though, because, I mean, I, I don't know. I've just, been, I've just been seeing it more, and I don't know... I mean, in my little simple patrol mind, I'm like, oh, like they're multi-use dogs. You know, I mean, in a day, you could be assisting with a sniff and and weather depending. So like in South Carolina, just wait five minutes. It'll change. Right. Um, You know, they're sniffing, they're chasing. And then, you know, at two o'clock, they got to do a, uh, you know, they're going to go to a school. Oh, look at the canine. Yeah, exactly. Like... They're, I mean, they're, they're all purpose, man. And, and so, the... I mean, every public safety agency in America is being overworked right now. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. Like, so just as, as an example, like 20 to, one of the statistics I have is 20 to 34, I know it's a big statistic, of canines get injured annually or killed annually, right? And so with that, and that's only like reported on the, on the website that I use, which is Canine Officer Down Memorial page. So um, to get most of the information that I have. And so with that, like we're only talking about deaths that are reported voluntarily and we're only talking about deaths. So we're not even talking about injuries. And of course, I feel like, and I'm in the same boat, like I see it on Facebook all the time where weekly, there's a new dog that's been injured for some reason whatsoever. And you gotta be in a, in a way like, like me, I'm like digesting it, looking at it, like how can we 
prevent this. Like, obviously, he didn't die, which is awesome. So they did something, you know, great. They took him to veterinary care immediately. You know, they they obviously realized something was wrong. But like on the flip on the flip side of it, like, um, they're being used correctly, and at the same time, there is unfortunately some death that's associated with stupidity, right? And and obviously, there's mistakes that happen. But like. It's a tough thing to say, but yeah, like, it's here, good. Uh, it's good that canines are getting injured doing the job that they're doing because they're saving law enforcement officers' lives for the tool that they are, I guess. And I, and I hate saying that, but at the same time, like, we need to be really, better. It's not really a good way to say it. It's not a good way to say it, but at the same time, that's why we're here right now teaching people how to be, like, how to take care of their dogs in the best way possible. And, like, it was funny because I, I do a medical lecture at the beginning of this canine TECC stuff, and it's like, you know, it has nothing to do with trauma care, but it, it's super important. And, like, half the interventions for, for canine handlers are like, well, what do we do in this situation? You drive faster. Like, there's nothing you can do, but, like, the recognition of this stuff needs to be there. It needs to be solid. You need to know what's going on with your dog so that you can get them to a higher level of veterinary care. And so, like... And it's simpler in the simplest form at least they know that this is not right this is when i need to take them to the veterinary care and and get them some additional aid and then this is what i can do immediately in those platinum 10 minutes that make or break your incident that can save that dog's life so yes i, I think we're using dogs appropriately and we're finding that niche uh, over time since the 60s and we're chasing people home right at past their curfew but like um I think we're really finding that niche and where they fall into into protecting fellow law enforcement officers. Um, and so unfortunately that comes with injury and that comes with death, but injury is better than death. And, and we'll take an injury weekly because it's insane how, how crazy these dogs mend themselves, right? In the turnaround time. Like for example, Andrew's dog Falcon swallowed a pacifier and they had to cut out like 75% of its intestines. And then three weeks later it's back on the road like no big deal you know what i mean it's insane and, and so like these dogs are incredibly resilient and just but we have to do that initial treatment and just get them solid and, and back to uh you know what we can do initially for them because there's some shit we have to do before veterinary care and, and and that's anywhere like even with any of these medical classes that you do there's some shit that you have to do as a law enforcement well, yeah, officer I mean, to pre, at least pre-hospital care yeah pre-hospital care even before ems is there right and so um, you know, it's it's time that we take ownership in that. I'm so fortunate that we're we're pushing out this stuff, uh, and I can't wait for it to become like a regular thing for when law enforcement officers go through their their canine academies and schools and stuff like that. I mean, it would almost make sense for it to be a section at the academy. In some places, I mean, for us, it would be a state academy. But I mean, there's some places that are. I mean, they're. I mean, you were bringing up. Uh, I'll kind of bring, I'll bring this up after after you answer this, but I mean, you know, there's some places, uh, up in, particularly up north and out west, in very very big cities where they have their own academies. For it's more prevalent in, in fire, um, for them to have their own academies, just the one department. Right. Exactly. Like in South Carolina, I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah. I mean, NYPD is as big as the entire state of South, as the entire <laughs> right. law enforcement workforce of South that's Carolina, that's insane. which is crazy. Which um, I was fortunate to, to take some classes with those guys recently. I went to out in Colorado to Surtsey Tactical Hazmat Operations with some awesome guys uh, from the subway system, and, and they're, they're pretty awesome. Damn. 
So what did y'all, uh, how did y'all even get this team from New Jersey? You know a guy? They follow us on uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So they follow us on Instagram. They saw, you know, all the posts we're, we're doing just in uh -huh. general. Yeah. And uh, when we talked about K-9, yeah. something they're adamant about. Son of a and, bitch. And uh, he was like, man, I want to get out yeah. of class. I'll take my family down. Yeah. It'll double up as a vacation. An, an awesome opportunity to take yeah. this course. So, yeah, so, awesome so Zuckerberg him. couldn't cock block you on that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably tried. Yeah. So what, what are y'all thinking about, like, reaching out? I mean, I know, I mean, we're very South Carolina-focused and then regional and then growing from there. But when you get somebody big from New Jersey... What are you, what are y'all thinking? I mean, like I said, with the NYPD compared to the entire state of South Carolina, what are y'all thinking like on a bigger scale with stuff like this? Or are we just going to keep it? Right, right now, I want to see what reach we can do across South Carolina. I'll, I'll, I hope we can make a difference on the South Carolina side. And that's been our whole focus is let's get South Carolina right first. We have the ability with the laws. I agree. And how and how simple they are to really take advantage and get all this right and it, it starts with us we're local here like let's let's do it the right way like i care about the state of south carolina i care about what i can do immediately i'm most um familiar with the laws and let's let's capitalize on it man yeah. and and you know there's no because it, it should be able to be done because i mean i know through the state fire academy and then this um you know the south carolina criminal justice academy i mean for we have good academies. Oh, absolutely. We have good state level academies. Um, for how small or dumb or whatever, whatever the fuck people whatever think you about want to call South, South Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's such a. Um, I mean, that's why I like. I mean, I wasn't born here, but I mean, I've been here for like ninety percent of my life. Right. And I mean, and I went to, and I went to Carolina, and I've, you know, all my friends, almost all my friends went to Clemson. Like, it's a state. It's a state pride thing. Which part? Hush. Okay. Just keep work. Just keep working. Oh, just keep sorry. working. Get back in your website, <laughs> bud. <laughs> hush, 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 hush. Um, <laughs> some in-state humor. Some in-state yeah. humor what? here. <laughs> yeah. Get you back to work, nerd. <laughs> You stay in your home, <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna get you a red stapler next? I have one. Actually. Office reference. He's got anybody? the glasses. Anybody? Glass anybody? Did you get a red stapler? 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 Did can we re-get serious? Let's yeah. bring we'll get, yeah, we'll go over. back. Yeah, um, screw it. Because I hate editing. Well, I think it was good. I think it was a good banner. Yeah. I mean, we threw a little Clemson in there. They need all the publicity they can get right now. They're not doing too good football no. true, here. But, true, uh, you know, it's good. true. Save it. So we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to save it. Okay. Save it. I got ideas, damn it. Golly. We're talking about saving canine lives here Pumps. and making cash money by going to all these big-ass departments because they happen to like us on Instagram, all right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to continue to yeah, uh, do yeah. things go, they like go, on Instagram. Go, 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 do it. Cool. <laughs> I we'll like, I, you we'll know, I, and it's funny because, you know, big department's cool and all, but 
as you can see, my whole goal with this and our goal has been to make it easily obtainable by even the lower guy, like the, the smaller departments. Like, and that's what I love about the class today. We got two, two different canine handlers from small departments, brand new dogs, first dogs in their department agencies, and they're sending these guys to these classes. And we wanna make it easy for them monetarily because canine handlers, there are the misfits of not only the police department, but of their budget cycle, right? We wanna make it attainable for them to obtain some solid information um, that's gonna save their, their dog. And so not only are we pushing it on the home front, but we're trying to make it as easily attainable as possible for them that even, and I hate to say it, and for whatever reason, because I know it's true, that the department doesn't support them, that they would come out of pocket even, and it would be comfortable for them to come out of pocket and, I mean, and which make happens, it happen. I mean, which happens a lot. Yeah. And so, and, and that's some of the guiding things that, that we've kind of talked about initially in starting this class is, is make it make it affordable to these guys because that's all they got, you know, and make it easy for them. Yeah. Thinking face. I was gonna say one of the one of the awesome things about uh, Shane and Andrew is that uh, they're 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 leading in South Carolina for canine pre-hospital care. Uh, everything they're doing on the home front on uh, the setup, all the all the work they've done prior, the uh, standing orders that they have. Uh, administering drugs in the field um, it's just light years ahead of some departments so hopefully we can spread this knowledge throughout South Carolina and get everybody to par it's something that should be should be standard throughout the state so I mean what's been so I was I got my notes here talking about class diversity and I was just thinking about size inside and outside of the state um, but I guess just to focus within the state, you just said that it's small departments, first-time dogs, first-time handlers. Well, not entirely, um, but I'm happy to see them in the class because it, it, it shows that, you know, not, as, not only is it affordable for them, but it's, you know, a dog is a huge investment. And for, for a department to not only make the investment in the dog, but also make the investment into taking care of that dog um, and giving it the best possible chance of survival and, and tough incidents and depending on whatever it may be but you know that's that's what i'm fortunate about here is, is we're able to deliver a course like this and you do have some big departments like richland county sheriff's department uh, sheriff's department that's part of it uh spartanburg county or Spar i'm sorry spartanburg city police department uh so you have bigger departments that are on board with sending most of their handlers so so you're i mean we you're just talking about trying to get them uh Trying to get them in early, and you're talking about the uh, the newer ones that um, in their career. Earlier, that guy, one of the guys in class, said that he has been a handler with his canine. His canine has been a working canine for three weeks. Like, how wild is that to have him? Like, like it's a great thing, right? Like, that's what you want. You want to get them like it's kind of like just doing just TECC. Like, you want to get that in the beginning of their career, right? So. As early as possible, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, this should be part of their initial training, 100%. And some, and some places do that, like when they're going through their handler school with the dogs and the dogs being built, right, for lack of better terms, uh, they're getting a little bit of it, but we're just here to supplement it. You know, best practices, uh, the best things that we can do, uh, evidence-based medicine, 
being on the leading edge and, and being and staying in the know and, and just pushing, you know, what we know how to do. One of the big things I want you to discuss as well is <laughs> we're moving the right yeah. the mic around. That's why <laughs> no, that's you're why moving I'm me around. Yeah. I'm attached to the mic, so I'm just like we keep moving around and like somebody's bed. always Go fucking ahead, with bud. somebody or like smelling them like. <laughs> Some weird, weird, some weird, weird. I'm real close. There's a reason we haven't gotten into video yet because it would just be fucking <laughs> That's weird. That's too weird. It'd be yeah, great. It'd, it'd be great no, with this, no, with, this uh, with this we, lime green wall. I mean, yeah, no, we'd have to be. Way. I would literally have to put it on Pornhub or like the dungeon door over there. It'd <laughs> yeah. be done. Yeah, like we're in this hotel room and like the bathroom door is like a sliding <laughs> vault door. It's amazing. It's super strange. Anyway, send it. Squirrel. Send it. Bullshit. <laughs> so one of the things I do want to talk about is. Uh, a trend you're seeing more in South Carolina is, in the nation, is people wanting to be tactical medics. So, uh, one of our courses is, you know, the TEMS course, which is the tactical EMS. Well, I mean, put tactical in front of anything. Tactical. Tactical, yeah. Yeah, if you look good, you feel good, you play good. <laughs> but, uh... Bigger, stronger, faster. You know, better, better, stronger, yeah. faster. Yeah. But, um, part, part being a truth... It doesn't help that you have an 80-second... 82nd soldier and a marine we're just like oh 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 oh, oh, oh. paratrooper I'm not a fucking soldier oh ah, god he's not a soldier oh <laughs> wouldn't know any different dirty leg fucking legs. legs I've jumped out of the plane five times and I'm <laughs> fucking hot shit yeah, now I'm, I'm a holy fuck I can barely walk but I'm not a soldier I have bad knees to show <laughs> man he's gonna get them tink tink legs yeah. soon but he's gonna be looking yeah. like Blade Runner boy mom, mom said they're my magic card. legs you're when you're 42 I'm putting a poker card Faster, okay. Forrest, faster. Hey, Lieutenant Dan had titanium legs. We're going to call you spokes. Same metal they use for NASA. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track. Yeah, we're trying to be serious. Yeah. What, what the fuck? <laughs> quiet, quiet on the set. <laughs> but, uh, no, so everybody wants to be a tactical medic, and you're seeing that more and more. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. All right. Downhill quick. So, hey, jump in here. Everybody wants to be a fucking tactical medic. That's okay. the that's hey, the cool late. thing we're across the nation, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, part of being a tactical medic is they need to get on board with fucking canine canine TCC. Yeah, and, and so I already already t- spoke on it, you know. And and so anybody knows just as well as I do, like I said, that if a dog's used correctly, it should be injured before the law enforcement officer, SWAT officer, right? And so again, uh, like I said, if the, the SWAT medic isn't looking at canine medicine whatsoever. They're nothing more than a glorified water boy, in my, in my opinion. And, and that's just, it needs to be incorporated more. And so that's what we're trying to do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say use correctly. So that's where I disagree with you. I wouldn't say, I'd rephrase it. Okay. That's like saying, if the infantry is used correctly, we'll die before the support company. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I mean, it's one of those things where I had to explain this to, um, uh, a mother of a young victim today uh, of an assault and um, and she wanted to talk to me for some reason instead of talking to the school okay that's fine and she talked about um, it was like a teacher or instructor or whatever just like she was like well I didn't like the way he said X Y and Z well I knew this individual's background and it, it's just we, people in this room, people listening to this podcast, we are used to hard truths. Not everybody that wants to help a dog or even right. even newer people getting into first response as a whole, 
That's a big mic drop. I, I, I don't, don't want to say, yeah. I don't disagree right. with it because it's yes, harsh, infantry will it's die har- before support companies. Correct, okay, correct. So why are you even asking me this? <laughs> and that's the job we accept, but. And the paratroopers should definitely die first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are, we are first to fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud you know that. Bury my wings on my chest. What's that? Jesus Christ. Oh, you fucked us. Jesus I definitely Christ. did. Jesus All right. Christ. So excuse me. God. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, just, so the, just terminology, the, the terminology can be, you got to know when to throttle up and you got to know when to throttle down. And I kind of had to, I kind of had to defend this instructor uh, or teacher or whatever his title is technically, um, you know, to this mother, you know, it was from another part of town and, you know, career nurse. It's like, and then talking to nurses is like, oh, I mean, you're married to one. I mean, it's, you got to talk to them different. Because they think they're fucking special. Hey, she's a fucking saint. I'm sure. I know. I know she is. I've met her, and I've met your fucking basketball team of fucking kids. Like I get it. I get it. It's a small arm. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so of, para, of paratroopers. Yeah, paratroopers. Oh, and they ain't gonna jump no more. They're jumping off the bump bed right now. <laughs> so, and we're starting to see instances of this, like, right? So. um there's a international certification pushed out by the International Board of Specialty Certifications and uh, Certified Tactical Paramedic, right? And so um, that was kind of my first instance of canine medicine. Like, I kind of knew what, like, subcutaneous fluids were, and that was cool. Um, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much all I remember from from that initially. Now, that was back in 2016. It's gotten better since, but, like, we're starting to see on a national or an international curriculum and a and an expectation that SWAT medics are supposed to know how to start looking how to treat dogs. And talking about SWAT medics too, we talked about before Shane wanting to make that formal matrix within the state of what training a SWAT medic truly needs. Because right now there's no standard in the state. If you want to be a SWAT medic, it depends on where you're at is what classes you need. If you need any. So depending talk, on where you're at within the state. Within the state. Okay. So well, we're, we're talking well, about organization the dependent, I guess. So definitely organization. Definitely. Yeah. Well, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, pride in first response and how they well we do it this way or a lot of well we've always done it but this that's way. That's why it needs to be a fucking standard on Correct. hey if you want to be a SWAT medic. You need TECC, you need TCCC, you need TEMS, you need K9 TECC. There should be a standard, not a, hey, wild dick, you want to be a fucking SWAT medic? Gear up. Oh, by the yeah. way, you're carrying the radios, bitch. Yeah. Right, and and so, and some a, a newer change that's coming up in, in the whole DHEC guideline is going to be the endorsement of tactical paramedics. And so to involve that, it's going to end up being, you know, you're going to have to have your TPC or your certified tactical paramedic through IVSC. Now... I tell you who's got it going on is California. I was going to say Valkyrie Tactical School. Well, California, the state of California came out with a... It's funny what they're good at and not good at. Right, correct. It's One really... The other. It really is. Yeah. And so California kind of came up with this pyramid and this uh, aware... Like, almost like the way we treat hazmat, where you have your awareness, your operations, and your technician, and then you have your specialty care. And so... Um, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here so I can better reference it. But really, your awareness level is gonna be your like TECC classes, your RTF course, where you have your eight to, 10 to sixteen hour course, and then your operations level. Your next step is gonna be 
your 40 hour times course right and so that's gonna be your specific medicine over 40 hours um and then once you start getting to the technician level you add in either an 80 hour times course that incorporates swat tactics or you marry that times course with a swat specific school that's 40 hours and then you get that technician level and then you start looking into specialties like canine rope rescue patient access and egress hazmat you know and you start looking at some of the more specific stuff like that and that's a that that would wear out you know i wish we had something like that in the state because i think california is really doing it well no, no, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole right now. <laughs> no, we're, we're, no. it's a, a trap. I don't think <laughs> you should have to be a paramedic a to be a technical medic, okay? I agree. I'm just putting that out so there. The, the, the IBSC has a TRC certificate as well, hey, put okay? It, put it and in notes. you do BLS at point of injury for anybody listening. You put a tourniquet on and you drag them to safety. You don't need a paramedic to do that. I'm just saying. So no, I'll, I'll build more on that. So army combat medics, two of them in the room, where you don't need to be a paramedic for basic trauma. And, well, had, and, 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 and both of them were paramedics. I had yeah. somebody tell me one time, you are not qualified to be on a, a tactical responder or a tactical EMT on the team. And I was like, all right. <clears throat> And I was like, well, why not? I've deployed to Afghanistan. I've done combat medicine. Like, I'm an NAEM, I'm NAMT faculty for this state for TCCC. And they're like, well, you're not a paramedic. And I'm like, okay. And then it wasn't a month later. They were like, hey, will you teach all of our uh, CERT uh, medics? No, because I'm not a paramedic. I was like, I don't even know who you are, bro. You're not advanced. I, I don't even know who yeah. you are. Get out of here. So, <laughs> well, and rant over. So, I'll say something controversial because I'm down with it. Um, Send it. <laughs> paramedics in South Carolina overrated and overpaid uh, I, there's a slippery slope uh, there well, I, I see where I see where he ga gauged his uh, I see where you gauge I see where you gauge that from and there because you know the where with, I've been yeah the, and the problem with it is until Everybody. So we I, mean, I respect the advanced stuff that they learn, but how much do they apply it compared to what I apply as a law enforcement officer oh, on a daily so basis? So if you get a good paramedic, a lot. All right, because a good paramedic, they're they're doing that twelve lead. They're interpreting that twelve lead. They're you know they're 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 not pushing everything off on their partner, like their their um, their BLS partner or their lower. You know, certified ALS partner, they but that's in the field, like yeah, life-saving interventions in the field. But see, that's the problem. Drugs. That's the problem. And and again, this is why I want to go down this rabbit hole. I'm sorry, um, but until we have national registry, national registry is the thing. National registry is you know, dad when it comes, you know, mom and dad when it comes to EMS standards. But until they make everybody follow it, it doesn't mean a thing because the states can still say, hey, I like what you're doing, but we're not going to do that. They can't. It's the whole military thing. They can. Uh, they can take away from, or they can add to, but they can't take away from. So they could say, "Hey, National Registry says you can do this. We say you can't in the state." But until that becomes a unified thing across the nation, you're going to have that. You're going to have somewhere where, because you can, and with the EMS, uh, was it the Compact Initiative? So you can go to another state 
you know, get your national registry license, just come here and apply for reciprocity and, and basically get it because you have your national registry. Um, and, and you could go somewhere and pass a test or, and be a piece of shit and then just, well, I was a piece of shit in this state, so let me go ahead and, you know, hop on over to South Carolina and become a paramedic. And because uh, I worked with somebody firsthand that's done that, done a zero to hero program up north, and then come down here. <laughs> zero to hero program. Yeah, <laughs> fucking working at Arby's, and then next thing you know, they're a paramedic. And where up north is cool because you're going to ride with another paramedic, and you're going to get that training from a paramedic FTO and all that. So then they 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 uh, boogie down south down here where we have a shortage, super shortage of paramedics, and they walk in the door. Hey, here are the keys to your NAR box. Have a good time. And I'm just sitting there as basic or the advanced DMT being like, fuck, <laughs> this is buckle up, boys. Like, this could be a wild ride. But until we standardize, uh, like, until we standardize all that, you're going to have the paramedics. And, and until we start, honestly, it all boils down to you, until you start paying people more to work EMS, you're going to have those burnout paramedics because they're working and, and EMTs, advanced EMT, whatever, because they're working two and, and three you jobs. you see them when they hop off the truck. Oh, too. you can feel it. You can, it's oh, it, the, the vibe. The vibe is there. I can almost, <clears throat> if I'm... Take this mic <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Take it away. <laughs> no, I'll be on, uh, I, I won't even have to be on scene. I'll see it come over the CAD. Oh, yeah. And I'll be sitting with somebody if I'm on the phone with them, and you'll see... Uh, something that EMS does or requests or wants something for us and you know exactly who it is oh, yeah. by what the the CAD notes is, what they're doing, what they're saying, mm-hmm. what they're requesting. You're just like, or you can look at the, like, you can look wow. at a little map and see that they're going 45 and a 55 and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. On a two lane highway. Right. No cars at two o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that burnout rate, until you fix that, you, you're not going to fix the attitude. And it's tough. It's, it's, it's they're, bad. They're caught in their own twister, you know. And it's, it's very hard to, like, you know, 10, 10 to 12 years is, is the burnout rate for, um, for EMS before you either have to, and, and that's nationally study done, until you have to move up into, like, an office position, uh, training, or you have to move on to, like, a private service or something. 10, 12 years is what you get working yeah. 24, uh, 48. <clears throat> And then, then you lose them. Well, and I mean, the that's always that been stay. that's always been always been talked. When well, I say always been talked about, it's been a big talking point. Um, I mean, with law enforcement, where people have been on the road, you know, why does the number like fifteen, seventeen years is popping out to me? And um, they're getting burnt out, but I mean, they're burning out, and they're they're starting to make mistakes. They're starting to fucking get in trouble. Well, and I mean, we still. And look it's at just it. like, yo, you're not. It's like you should be able to be in first response, but it's like you can't be tip of the spear the whole time. Well, and I mean, so you look at it, so a lot of these, like, it's based on uh, the way it used to be, all right? So people used to be able to stay, you know, working EMS and and working as a patrol deputy or whatever for 20, 25 years until they retire. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, honestly, now I I can't see it. Yeah, the call volume is way too high, and two because my retirement's twenty seven years. Yeah, people like, suck. What the fuck? way more nowadays than they used to. And dealing with the general public now versus thirty five years ago is just terrible in any aspect. I mean, working at Starbucks all the way up. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in line getting my white chocolate mocha with a shot of cinnamon dolce. It tastes just like a snickerdoodle. If anybody <laughs> wants one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just, 
This, this podcast is not sponsored by Starbucks. I just really Jeez. like it. Also, it's peppermint mocha season. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. All right, all right, off of that. But um, but I mean, wait, I'm we're already past watched, pumpkin. Uh, no, we're already past pumpkin. No, we're not. We're not past pumpkin oh. yet. No, oh. we're in addition to. Oh yeah, it's the time of year. You you said both of them. You just start drinking it's coffee the most all day. Time of the year. No, 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 no. That reminds me. I saw a fucking Christmas wreath on a school bus this morning. Okay, it's way too early too for that. No, that can we at least have Halloween pissed, first? Pissed. Uh, I do yeah. one holiday at a time. Like, yeah, yeah. can yeah, I yeah, at yeah, least yeah. like go, for you sure. know, to the corn maze or something first? Maybe go uh, to a Halloween party. Thanksgiving? Can, can we have that too? Oh yeah, I won't put my Christmas tree up until after Thanksgiving. I don't do it because yeah, every day same. you put a Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving is over, Santa kills an elf. Just putting that out there for everybody. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, There's none left. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, be the reason nobody gets presents this year if you want to. But uh, what was I saying? Squirrel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the general public. But I mean, everybody from like I've just seen people just berate baristas at Starbucks at five thirty in the morning. I don't do it because I don't like existing that well, early yeah, I mean, in the morning. There's people quitting in food and but, bev. We're like, that's yeah. where I mean, where you were younger, unskilled, getting up on your feet in college and school, whatever. And even now, they're just like. Fuck it. Yeah, because I mean, when I was driving around the other day, I mean, you got fast food places just by default are having the you know the big oh everybody needs to make fifteen an hour and like people are having to do that just to attract people. Yeah, and I mean it's Chick Fil A's closing stores. I was about to say when when Chick Fil A Chick Fil A's having a hard time finding bot. Yeah, Yeah. it's enough. We have we we need to make a change. Y'all's fucking with God's chicken. The Lord's chicken. (laughs) I'm telling you, if I don't. That we don't know. Anyway, because Chick Fil A in Camden's right near Starbucks, and that's it, whatever. Um, yeah, it's both of them. I don't like Starbucks breakfast, so I just scoot across the road. You know, mobile apps a thing. But uh, also, in case you were wondering, the location when you click to say you're there, we'll pick up from Starbucks. All right, just putting that out. Um, I know this for experience, but. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, people are just shitty. So you can't, I mean, you can only deal with that for so long. You only deal with shitty humans for so long before you just like, I fucking, either you become a shitty human or you just give up on them. And then you can't do either of those in public safety. And I think that's why we're seeing a, uh, such a high attrition rate too. And you're starting to see these younger people like, well, younger and younger <coughs> starting to have heart attacks on shift and, and starting and we used to, I mean, we blame a lot of it on the way we eat, especially in EMS, because we're terrible about fast food. But have we, you know, you know, management, and I'm not saying any specific management, I'm just saying everybody, including magazines, are always like, well, EMS needs to eat healthier. Well, have you looked at how many calls we had to run because we're short-staffed? And maybe we didn't have a chance, right? So, and it's just, and then you start <clears> so that overworking, because scared and all yeah, that. Yeah, so the overworking... And just the harder environment, Shane, does that go into stuff we're seeing with the dogs getting hurt more? I mean, that would be a better question for Shane. Uh, we, we've definitely seen that in, like, heat injury. Uh, if you look on Canon Officer Down Memorial page, you'll see it's unfortunate that, like, canine handlers will see they'll run their normal shift, right, and then they'll be on call out that night. And so then... They work the normal shift, they're beat down, and then they go out for like a track or something like that at night, and then they come home, forget it that the dog's even in the car, and then the to- you know, unfortunately the, the dog perishes. I saw, um, I saw recently a Richland County 
car where it says like if alarm starts going off, call nine one one, and that's the heat alarm in the in the Tahoes. That's all of them. All yeah. of their K nine vehicles have it. Just yeah. Just I saw an Explorer earlier that had it too, and I start yeah. to see that more and more too with a lot of like they're building that into K nine cars, which is great. Yeah, and and K nine or your K nine fatality rate rising can also be correlated with the officer line of duty deaths. Those have gone up. So I think they're together because they are getting hurt together too. Right. Yeah, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell. You know, we're we're definitely using them more, and and you know, the, going back to the vehicle systems. I mean, they're they're only getting better, which is awesome. Uh, you know, we've had plenty of instances where, uh, you know, we've been teaching classes in or in, you know, <laughs> I, I was teaching class one time, and uh, there was a canine officer in the class. It wasn't a canine class, but. Uh, you know, dispatch notified them because someone called 911 because their car was sounding off, and it was because it, for some, for whatever reason, lost power, and it, and its emergency heat systems were were alarming, and so uh, someone called 911 on it. But like, there's so much cool, awesome technology that's coming out for the protection of these dogs that are in the cars, you know, and uh, you know, hopefully they're on a good re- re- replacement cycle because it's not about the miles that they're getting on them. These guys are running their cars for their entire shift, right? And so that the hours that they're putting on these vehicles. I, you know, we're we're just. I think we're slowly finding our niche in the canine world, and we're and we're we're figuring out some really cool stuff, cars included. Any final points on kind of the class and the nature of kind of helping helping our canine buddies now before we pass it on to Thomas? I'm excited. Day two, we crushed day two. Day one of any class that you go to is going to be a little bit of death by PowerPoint. Yep. And we had some fun today, obviously. Uh, you know, we, we turn out the lights on them. We oodle loop them and, and the officer down and, and react to contact and stuff. Because, like, tourniquets are not the the first go-to for canines. But at the same time, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't cut, talk about tourniquets uh, to these law enforcement officers. So, like... We put them through react contact and, and canine or an officer down drills because we can't say, hey, canine, do this and, and act this way. So we do it on the human side just so that they get the, the procedures down and dirty. And, uh, you know, we have we have a lot of fun with it. But day two is where we, we, we make it. And we push not only the handler to the extreme, but we, we push the dogs and put them into some loop situations as well. And so, you know, we run it true and, and – ready so i'm so pumped for tomorrow awesome thomas on deck what are you doing bud getting all Corey's getting all excited over here so i'm gonna i'm gonna clip it to my shirt so i'm not waving around like an asshole i'm gonna clip it to my shirt guys you you mean like how it's supposed to be used (laughs) yeah we had it clipped there before. It just we went down. Well, we've never. Yeah. We've also have never held the microphone just freehanded, so it might might sound like you're going in and out. And yeah, we we don't know yeah. yet. Maybe we are. We don't know. That'll probably sound like trash. Right, it's fine. Not pleasant, so. <clears throat> oh, y'all got job. Y'all going Jobtown? Job what? Job Jobtown, buddy. Hey, is Weaver working? Uh, probably not. He's been with you forever. I'm gonna text him and roast him. All right, so Thomas, so anything you want to add to the canine stuff? Uh, no, just uh, I'm honestly happy to come out to uh, <coughs> Richland County. It's awesome to get to this part of the region. Uh, we want to keep pushing uh, through South Carolina and keep going different areas, new areas. 
and keep teaching. Well, I think kind of the, I think kind of the traveling, traveling training with first response. Um, I don't know. I, I think it just kind of works because we're always able to, you know, we can all talk to anybody. Get to get to try new food places, which we're all a big fan of. And then, hey, it, where do y'all usually go here? It goes both ways too. You know, you have yeah. new new ideas coming in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, there's definitely been um, some, and I've policed and worked in almost every corner of the state, and it's even amazing, even within a small state like South Carolina, how different areas do right. thing do things. Charleston area does stuff different than the PD area. Then Greenville Spartanburg has like their way of doing stuff. And that's what I love um, is putting people together and seeing just, you know, networking and seeing how yep. how people you can learn a lot from another agency. Yeah, for sure. For sure cuz I mean you never really know what experience is there. I mean, you'll get I mean just I mean, I always make the, um, you know, kind of like the veteran that goes into first response example, just because that's the overwhelming, like, basically personnel in my life. But, like, you don't know what you're going to, I mean, when I first got into security and it was just basic, I mean, it wasn't anything fucking crazy and overseas and making all the big money or anything, but it was just basic domestic stuff. And, like, my instructor was a Green Beret. Like, and it was no, like, no bullshit Green Beret. Just teaching fucking security classes in South Carolina just to fucking normal Joes. You're just like, what? And like after class, you'd be telling you about all this crazy shit and talking about long distance shooting. And like, you're just like, what the, what are you doing here? Upstate? No, that was down here. Oh, okay. That, that was down here. I thought it was down here. Upstate, I don't know who was. <clears throat> no, 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 no. But... I mean, what do you want to hit on first, man? You want to talk about SWAT comp? You want to talk well, the about next, the, the next uh, thing we have, or or the I mean, the nine eleven climb was big because I mean, I always try to bring up. I always try anyway. I haven't done it every episode, but just like the and is what's crazy is we're getting out of the age group that had a nine eleven influence, right. which is fucking crazy. Bananas. Yeah, crazy. So, I mean, some, some episodes are a little bit more 9-11 heavy than others. Yeah. Um, but then uh, there was a big push. I mean, this being the, the 20th, um, I don't even want to call it an anniversary. Just like it's been 20 years since it happened. Um, where people are, you know, doing a 9-11 climb or a 9-11 walk or a 9-11 5K. And it's actually going towards... Um, you know the family members of fall, that were right, falling in New right. York, and just whoever they want to give give money to. And I saw a big push about the this year. Um, something had to do kind of with the twentieth anniversary. It kind of had to do with what fucking happened right before nine eleven uh, this year over there. You know, you know whatever you know, anybody's opinion is on that. Because um, there's a lot of angles on uh, on how that went down too. <clears throat> but if you just want to hit on that climb and how, yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, definitely something I hold near and dear. The uh, we hold the 9/11 Memorial Stair Climb every year um, downtown Greenville, 
And uh, before we had it, the landmark building, tallest building in the upstate. And then, uh, of course, after after COVID hit, we moved it to the ball field, which people ended up loving. Um, I like being at the landmark building because you look up the tall building, you're in the stairwell, and to a firefighter, it's just more more of how it was. But uh, overall, yeah, the ball field is a better better venue because. One, families can watch you the entire time. From like a PR perspective. Right. Well, not just that. Just families can watch you the entire time because you're not just disappearing into a building then coming out. Um, so they can watch you climb. They can cheer. They can support you. There's a large number of citizens from Greenville that just want to come and support that don't want to climb. Because, you know, what we say, it's our city, our people, our responsibility. So uh, our, our, our people from downtown want to come by and just support, support first responders because... Uh, Everybody who is alive remembers what they were doing on 9-11. Um, so, and that goes back to when we first started it. We were only going to host it for first responders. But then more and more people started asking about it. And we, you know, came to the realization that it affected everybody in America. It wasn't just first responders. And that's, that's the, one of the special things about it and why it's important for everybody to have that time to honor and remember the fallen. Um, I often reference 912. 9-12 is the day after where America yeah, came a, together. Yeah, there's been a big push of that recently. And it didn't matter, didn't matter where the where you were from. Didn't matter what background you were, what color you were. It just you were American, and you came together, and you supported each other, and you were proud to represent the red, white, and blue, and you flew the American flag. And that is what I miss. That I, that's what a lot of us miss. Yeah, I mean, people now. I mean, if you, I mean, why is having a, a an American flag in your front yard or on your car or on you know on your front porch or whatever? They it got identified with being like, oh, you got American flag on your front porch? You must be a Trump supporter. Ridiculous. Like what the fuck? It's a. Uh... Like tr- like Trump, that's who sim- that's who symbolizes the American flag now. Really, out of all the fucking shit we've done, yeah. and that one orange motherfucker. Really, that's that's the that's what we're gonna associate the American flag with. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, I mean that's awesome. I keep. I, I mean, no, I mean it's, it's worth one, going it's, back to. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where like. <clears throat> And I hope it just keeps getting. I mean, we keep. I mean, we've. Well, this was our biggest year yet, and we. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things I saw was I, I did see young people at the event, and it's cool to see young people, younger generations that are climbing and that are honoring and remembering the fallen. That you know, for for everybody who climbed on the nine uh, eleven memorial stair climb, you get a memorial ID badge, so you're climbing for somebody one of the 343 firefighters who died, for example. Mm-hmm. So you have their memorial ID badge. Before you climb, you ring a bell and you say their name. So while you're climbing, you remember who you're climbing for. And that kind of kind of drives it yeah. home a little bit more. How emotional was it this year compared to the other years you've done it? Uh, it, it, it meant a lot. Um, it was, as I said before. There's some, there's some times where some, some stuff will fuck with you more than other days. I mean, I had, a, I had an incident today where it, there was a, a very small child involved in a, in a death, and it fucked with me yeah, hard. That, and that, that's where, always. Yeah, where it, but then somebody that, it's going to, 
like the people were asking me if I was okay. It was like people that didn't either didn't have kids or there was like already grown, but there was like that that you know say there was like ten personnel on scene. Yeah. Maybe about half of them had like kid kids. Yeah, and all of us like so it's so gonna, it hits the people event differently. is going to hit yeah. people different. Cause, and I mean, also it depends on how old your kid is when it hits you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something with nine eleven, I mean, it could be like. If you had family in New York, if you had somebody in a tower, if you knew somebody that was a firefighter, or maybe you kind of understand, you know, say you're from a firefighter family, but you're not from New York, and then you think about, I don't know, you can just make those comparisons right, no, where it's, uh, it's going to fuck with you more, like, some people can't, like, put it into context or, like, even imagine it, it hit hard in it that hit hard, scenario. Yeah. I mean, it's good that it was the biggest. I mean, in the twenty. But hopefully, it gets it, hopefully it gets bigger and bigger. Where yeah. the word's getting out, um, people are coming. So where down, did all the traveling. money raised for that go? Where so, does that go for y'all? Uh, it's called NFFF. It's the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Okay. It's uh, based out of Maryland at the uh, FEMA headquarters, okay. and it's set up for the firefighter memorial. But for every nine eleven memorial stair climb by NFFF. All of that money is primarily for the fallen families of 9-11. So, NFFF uh, does a lot throughout the year. But everything for the stair climbs are strictly for the uh, families for awesome. FDNY. Awesome. And we raised over uh, $60,000. Fuck. Just in one so day. Very, very successful. Yeah. Very successful year. You know, I have a lot of great sponsors <clears throat> to thank for it. Um, and a lot of people helped. I mean... The saying is, it takes a uh, a village to raise to raise a kid. Well, for this event, it took a village. It took a lot of people helping out to make it so successful. Yeah, a lot of volunteers. Um, SWAT comp. So wait, before I get to the SWAT okay. competition, okay. Okay. the next thing on our list is a okay. uh, TCC at the end of the month, October twenty fifth and twenty sixth at Taylor's Fire Department. Okay. Sold out already. Um, always, I'm always excited to see a sold out class and, uh, especially so for all TCC. the, so for all the low country people, where is Taylor's Taylor, South Carolina is in between Spartanburg and Greenville. That's kind of your sweet spot. It is. That's well, that's home. That's our home location. That's, that's where we work the, out kind of, and, kind of the in between because Welford is Welford. Uh, we do yep. a lot of stuff with the Welford police department. Yep. Uh, their chief is very proactive on yes. getting his guys classes, which is amazing. They got a good little department. They do. I fought after. I think I. I think I went up there for day two because that's the fun day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I went up there and uh, I started following them, and they post stuff all the time. They do. They're very proactive yes, on their response. Yeah, before before he took it over, their uh, police cars were, you know, the ghost lettering, and mm-hmm. you could barely see it. And one mm-hmm. thing he wanted to change is he wanted bright lettering. He wanted everybody around to know. That that's Welford Police Department, you know, not trying to. They weren't trying to hide. They weren't trying to sneak up on you. Right. They're, yeah. Hey, yeah. They're, I'm not a. I'm not a fan right. of. I'm personally not a fan of that either. I mean, so. it's um. If you are a patrol, a road patrol vehicle, and you have ghost lettering, I think that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, well, oh, well, it's reflective at night. You're trying to be sneaky. It's like <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, <clears throat> I mean, it needs to be. You underestimate my sneakiness. Yeah, well, I mean, you need to be fucking 
seen. I mean, you're you're on patrol. If if it's a car that you don't want to be seen, I mean that that's called narcotics, right? You know, that's called vice. That's called gangland. Like that's what that's a special unit that you would have an unmarked vehicle. You're not because I mean most of those places, especially in South Carolina, it'll go with like that ghost lettering bullshit. Now, does it like look cool? Tactical. Sure. I love. Sure. I love the fire departments in EMS that do it. I'm like sneaking up on the fires and the diabetics. Yeah, <laughs> sneaking up on the diabetics. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. The, the lift assist. <laughs> Jesus. Don't fall out of that. Don't fall out of that. Jesus. Um, yeah, this, the, the ghost stuff. I mean, it looks cool, but just like as a road patrol, because there's a lot of places in South Carolina, um, our area in particular, that like we run... Some people call them Mickey's. Some people call them cruise lights. And it's just the little blue lights. Presence patrol. Right, because you are seen. Some people have even changed back from that because they're like, oh, you're, you're, you're too visible. And then it's like, oh, well, how am I supposed to run traffic at night? Or how am I supposed to... Because, I mean, sometimes in a marked unit, I mean, you still got to be a little sneaky sometimes. But whatever, we're just talking about... Man. We're just talking about patrol tactics now. But... Um, Big fan. Yeah, sold so, out. Yeah, so sold out. Uh, TECC, you said uh, end of October, so right before Halloween. Yeah, October 25th and 26th. Okay, up until, and it's already sold out, so anybody that listens to this, you're, you're fucked. So. Get in on the next one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they keep selling out. They do. They keep selling out. If y'all, um, have y'all gone, I mean, we're in Richland County now, have you gone south of that? No, no, we haven't. So uh, that's definitely a possibility. When going out of town, I like to try to... Because uh, y'all got the trailer. Right. So what I do is I encourage people, if they want an out-of-town class, to guarantee at least 12, and then I can open it from there. But okay. if I'm doing a home home department, I'll do what I call open enrollment. Open enrollment is where I post a class. There's no necessarily no guarantees, and people sign up as they need. But a closed class is where, let's say, Richland County is like, hey... We want a class. I'm like, okay, well, hey, you need 12 people to register, and we'll be there. <clears throat> okay. The uh, the next thing after that is, is the best SWAT competition. So, super excited about that. Uh, you know, as I talk to all the law enforcement, that's something we've needed in South Carolina forever. We have the uh, the SWAT summit, but that's more of a learning opportunity. That's where they go over stuff. But it's like the a conference, though. right? But the yeah. best SWAT competition. Competition breeds improvement. Everybody wants to say they have the best. This is where you put it to the test. Right. But uh, also, I mean, in general, uh, Valkyrie Tactical Solutions is teaming up with the Sawmill Tactical Training Complex in Lawrence. But uh, we're conducting that South Carolina 2021 Best SWAT Competition. We're calling it the Ragnarok. Okay. Um, competition will test the teams on their tactical and technical proficiency with uh, seven distinct events. Uh, they'll be agencies from across all South Carolina. But the biggest thing that we talked about is they have the privilege and opportunity to network, uh, learn from each other, enjoy friendly competition. <clears throat> Once again, our goal is to encourage uh, exchange of tactics, techniques, and promote the high level of uh, tactical skills that they share between each other. The mental focus and physical endurance needed to have your high-performing team. Yeah, because when was the... I know we've talked about it in an episode before, but the... The last similar competition has been several years ago. Oh, yeah, um, at least a decade. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember 
doing a, it wasn't SWAT, but it was like a first responder like CrossFit games. Nope, that was different. Paramedic okay. Savers used to be a uh, uh, EMS competition. Uh, well, uh, firemen used to have competitions too. It just it just all well, stopped. Well, they still do theirs. They still do theirs at the association at the conference every year, and then at Firefest in Camden, the Explorers do their competition and stuff. They're still the only ones that do that really do it because EMS pretty much. We had um, Carolina's paramedic competition, and then um, paramedic Savers and stop stop doing it. yeah well people don't like to compete anymore anyway. people don't like to lose and be whiny we got, bitches. I don't know we got, a bunch of mad EMS workers who were like yo like why, why not and they were just <coughs> like I don't know we don't want to do it anymore okay and then you know dumb 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 so what's kind of the progress that's been made over the last when was the last time we really talked about it two months ago so a lot of just, you know, building that good foundation. So uh, setting up those courses, uh, I'm excited for 2022. That's uh, kind of already planning out planning out to there. And some of the things that we plan on doing is hosting a TCC class every month. Uh, being consistent, as we talked about in the beginning <coughs> of the podcast, is being consistent with uh, maybe doing like a round table once mm-hmm. a month. Um, we uh, One of our goals is increase our uh, medical division, and we're going to have a CPR and a first aid course every month. And kind of push out to those, uh, which commer- we can teach. If which you want. we yeah, which we teach, but yep. commercial industrial settings. Uh, our K nine TECC uh, at least quarterly. We do range classes. Uh, we're gonna continue uh, working with SWAT teams, with our master breacher and other courses. And uh, but yeah, just setting up a full schedule for 2022. I'm excited for uh, next year. Yeah. Well, I think the opportunities are there because I mean all the. Um... <clears throat> All the defund the police money has is basically back. Um, now it's just a matter of, uh, I mean, outside of the training, is just personnel, and I mean that's everybody. I mean, <clears throat> EMS always says they're hiring. You always see the you know the signage for firefighters, for volunteer firefighters. Um, I mean, you know, I mean you're seeing <laughs> you're seeing billboards. <laughs> leaving the academy yeah like oh five thousand dollar sign-on bonus if you come to i mean they're putting it right out front of the oh, academy yeah it's whole websites like i mean there's like the state is literally just giving fire departments money to make recruitment websites for volunteers right now yeah just i mean just handing it out <coughs> bad anything else for the future you want to you want to hit on I mean, you got your you got your yeah. bread and butter with the with the TCC, doing with the K nine TCC. So I we and we do build classes individually. So if an agency reaches out and they want. And there's like a lot of I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and they was like, "Well, what all do they teach?" It's like, well, <clears throat> you ever been in a restaurant and you either get a menu that's like you get the one sheet. <clears throat> You get like the one sheet menu, or you go to, or, or you go to, uh, like in the Harbison over here on the other side of town. You go to BJ's, and that motherfucker right. is like a, yeah. it's huge. It's a book. Right. It's too much shit. But then you go to places and it's one page and it's not enough shit. 
you know, food, so, uh, drinks, right. whatever. So we, we don't have to list everything, but uh, one of no, one and things, I don't think yeah. you do. But I mean, there was there was a time there where it's like. I have to have basic pistol 101, advanced pistol 102. We have carbine 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, it's like, uh, you don't do anything yeah. different. Like, you're doing the same thing, but this time we're going to put you on, like, you're going to be timed. Same goddamn course, but you're going to be timed. It's like, oh, you know, are you going to do something really simple that some people have embarrassed themselves um, just with some of the classes that I've seen with y'all is like, Oh well, you're gonna do kind of this this stress test, or you're gonna do. It's like okay, you know how to do a tourniquet, but hey, run uh, run 100 meters that way, do some push-ups, run 100 meters this other way, and then like that's the only difference. It's like wow. One one of the classes I'm excited about is our wilderness survival class. So that's taking that out, I'd out, outdoor all first aid. Yep, too. outdoor first aid, but just combining it with with your basic skills. So like land nav. Yep. That's a that's a lost skill, but bringing oh, yeah. that in. Do you know oh, how yeah. to? Do you know how to read a compass? Do you know how to read a map? Do you know yep. how to declinate a compass? Do you know how to convert a map? So, like, you know, do, do you know your three norths? There's a lot that yeah. people don't know about land. Yeah. And you yeah. don't know what you don't know. I think I was explaining that to somebody the other day, and they were like, oh, wait, what do you mean, like, like... <laughs> a declination like I, diagram? Like, like I said, I said true north and magnetic north, right. and it was like... like you're... They're looking at a map with the grid north, but then they're trying to shoot an azimuth, and you need to convert it before. And that's something that explodes heads. Um, One of one of the really big things too is uh, building a basic swap med course. So like the uh, TAC med that we're talking about. Okay. But having having that, so we we spoke about that earlier. Everybody wants to be a tactical medic, but having that basic class that kind of sets it up. Because I've seen some honestly, I've seen some shitty paramedics. Like, let's go back. They might have been great paramedics, but they want to be in the tactical world. Those are two different worlds. Just because you're a good right. paramedic does not mean you're going to be a good tactical medic. Right. And uh, you see that just too often. And what they do is they over they overthink shit in the field, where it's basic life-saving skills that's going to save somebody. Stopping the bleed, putting on a tourniquet, packing wounds. Yeah. Um, and they, they try to overthink shit, and that, and that ends yeah. up getting them. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> and that that was something for a little bit more advanced, but just in first response, if you're not, all right, so EMS, fire, law enforcement, the that's the three. Motherfucking trifecta. The, yeah, that's the fucking trifecta. So whichever, whichever one gets on a scene first, or they come across something that's not, necessarily quote their job and then they just end up doing nothing um and they don't know which situations where they do need to do something and then people are worried about it's like uh they're worried about they're just worried about being fucking sued because they tried to fucking help somebody you know what though i I give i give police a lot of credit law enforcement so you know when i tell people a lot of our classes we have I'd say we're mostly law enforcement in most of our classes. But what I say is, uh, you know, they, they are true first responders where they get on scene and now they do have tourniquets. And there's been a lot of cases where they law do enforcement have officers they do have, have saved lives because they're you applying know, tourniquets. Or like in a fire capacity, they got to know like, uh, right. like pull numbers for electricity. They got to get, um, there was something that I hadn't done. And they were like, hey, what's the, um, 
you got, Shane? Hey, I, I was just going to say, like, hey. how awesome <laughs> some of the, um, so, like, Philadelphia, for example, they're using, like, like talking back all the way to Aurora shooting, right? And so 39 people were transported by law enforcement, you know, patrol car, and, and that was awesome. So, like, uh, Philadelphia. Which you um, don't have to be in long for you to put somebody in the back of your squad car and run to the hospital. Right, and you, so... That is normal. Right, and in, like, Philadelphia, they're doing this trial, and they've been doing it for over a year now with, with the help of a local university up there to where if this patient meets certain parameters, they're just going to, you know, handle trauma care on scene and transport them to the hospital immediately. And I think that's, like, some awesome stuff right. that we're going to be seeing in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's, defi- it's definitely like a, a, a blend that needs to take place because there's so many things where it's like, like a cop shows up on scene and is like, oh, they're bleeding. I don't know how to do that. Well, those times are over. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do with that or I don't have any Narcan. I mean, think about how many. I don't have this. I don't have that. Think about how many law enforcement now have first aid kits, have IFACs, have Narcan. I mean, it's. I was talking to some people. I was talking to some people about this other day, and I know. It might have been our last episode where we kind of talked about um, just kind of work preparedness, and yeah. preparedness within the field. Which is a which is a, one a, of my big things. Yeah, there's where with mine. I mean, there's you can be in so say three sections of your vehicle, getting it from the right side, mm-hmm. left side, and rear. You can get med, ammo, food, water from all three sides of my car. That's just, how, that's just how I set up my shit. But I mean, you look at my car and it's not fucking junky though. That's just I got, you know, I set up my little kits. I get my little Ziploc bags, get your snacks, get your water, whatever. I like it. Um, dude, that's a whole other topic. Organization. Ziplocs. Dude, well, no, I was going on, I was talking about snacks. Oh, snacks. Like <laughs> snacks and first response, that shit's Absolutely. serious. Money. Super serious. Yeah. All right. Well, we hit all the serious stuff. What do y'all think about a? What do y'all think about a part two? Take a pause, and we'll fucking. We might do a whole other episode. Just fucked up shit. Fucking send, send it. it. <laughs> Full send. We're Corey's right. definitely down. I had to take the mic from him really. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And Shane. <laughs> I think I think yeah. Between all right, between Corey's story. Send yeah. it. Right there. <laughs> Shane. All right. It just cuts out for a second. All right, we're gonna go to a commercial break. Sponsored by. <laughs> who is it? Who is it sponsored by? I don't know. Um, I got my one. I mean, we get Anchor. Anchor is definitely sponsored by Anchor. Sponsored by Crown Royal. <laughs> it can't Tonight. Be, it can't be sponsored by Starbucks. So I already said that. In the, uh, yeah, they'll probably listen to this and fucking sue the shit out. I, I pumped them up. I was like, do. look, I, I was like, Starbucks is not a sponsor. Okay, I just like them. All yeah. Right? <laughs> Appreciate their mocha frappa whatever. Double shot. White chocolate mocha with a shot of cinnamon dolce, okay? Almond, <laughs> almond milk, whatever. It tastes like a fucking snicker, dude. Almond dandy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed some of the serious stuff. We didn't get... I oh, mean, we still... Record? That was the record. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're still going. <laughs> we're still fucking going, bro. Oh, I thought we were. I thought we'd stop. Yeah, yeah fuck. I told you to stay... Yeah. I told you to stay in your little fucking... I'm trying to do it. Until the producer fucking calls way. cut. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Right, Starbucks, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Love brought to you. Don't sue me. Yeah, episode 38. Brought to you by Starbucks. <laughs> um, 
All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed some of the serious stuff. We only went off the rails a couple times. Thanks, Corey. Not bad um, for us. Yeah, not bad. Not I mean, bad it's part of the guy. it's part of the the package. Next, uh, next one you should call chasing squirrels with uh with Corey. Oh, hey, yeah, chasing squirrels with Corey. All right, guys, as always, make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe to all things CTG and Valkyrie. Check out that new website that just Corey just keeps fucking with. Um, what was our love baby called again? Uh, huh? VTG? VTG. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the v- VTG Nation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Valkyrie Tactical Group Nation. <laughs> all right, guys, hope you enjoyed. See ya.